Okay, y'all. Well, welcome back to another episode of the Afro Yoga Podcast, recorded on Instagram Live every Wednesday at 10 PST. Um, your hosts, me, Angie, and Nicole, Miss Kata. Hey, hey, hey. Um, yes, that's what I told her too. We were talking a little bit before this. I said her hair is looking popping this morning. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Got the yes, little, little was, waves. Yeah, I've told Angie I put my nine-year-old to work. <laughs> I make her braid it at night, and then I just take it out. But she loves to do it. But <laughs> you like it, just so people don't know, I'm not forcing my child into make doing my oh, hair. Yeah, she loves she loves to do it. She does it voluntarily. Um, but it teaches her, like uh, you know, when she's very tender headed. So now that she does it on me, and she sees me have reactions and accidentally pull, she now has more understanding. So when she gets her own hair done now, she doesn't. She has an understanding of why it might hurt. So mm-hmm. I kind of like it because now she's she's still tender-headed, but she tolerates it mm. better, right? And that's like something that's un- unfamiliar. We always talk about unfamiliar stuff. Mm-hmm. But when you do it yourself, you're like, oh, maybe that's why when you pull here and, oh, there's a tangle there. So she can tolerate her hair a lot better now. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Awareness and understanding, right? <laughs> We preach it. We preach it all the way through. (laughs) Well, it's lovely to have you guys here, whether you're listening on the podcast or you're here with us on IG Live this morning. Um, We're super excited to have you. Um, We're like in episode 15 or something now. No. Yes. Yes. Wow, okay. Mm -hmm. So... The Afro Yoga Podcast is, um, we kind of cover a variety of topics, but the first few rounds of episodes, we talked a lot about yogic philosophy and principles and how those apply to our daily lives in a very sort of, you know, sometimes we, we, we learn about ancient wisdom or ancient practices and we're like, well, how the hell does this apply to my modern life, right? So if you're interested in yogic philosophy and understanding how it applies to your daily life, you can go back to some of those beginning episodes. Um... And then all month in February, we talked about, um, what we talked about? Was it February or March? I don't even know where we at no more. I think, okay, March. Uh, so in March, we talked all about, um, you know, yoga 101 stuff. So we were getting into yoga for beginners, you know, what to expect at yoga studios, what type of yoga might be good for you. So we've, we put up a lot of content around yogic philosophy and yoga for beginners and just having a real good understanding of what yoga really is. And as you all know, I always preach and I always say it, but yoga really means union, right? Connection with self. So it's not so much about, you know, you touching your toes. It's, are you connected to your breath on the way down, right? Are you aware of what's what's happening in your body or what you're noticing in your body on the way there? Can you notice the shift from beginning to end of the practice, you know, having that connection with self? So I recently changed the bio and um, I put teaching yoga for spiritual development. Cause that's what it really is. You know, oh. we're talking about connection with, with self, um, with higher self, with spirit. And when we do that, we can move forward, um, with the greater clarity and intention, which kind of leads into what we're going to be talking about today. So what's up Don Juan. Um, so this month for April, I wanted to dedicate some time to speak to wellness entrepreneurs, aspiring wellness entrepreneurs, someone who may want to start a business, you know, all that jazz, because we know that as African-American women and as women of color in general, we are starting businesses at the absolute highest rate in the nation and have been for quite some time now. Um, So I know that many of you, the likelihood that many of you either have a business idea 
are already moving into that direction, are trying to build a brand, et cetera. I know many of you are in that realm and, you know, I have the, the decolonizer teaching mentorship program. So I'm borrowing bits and pieces from that to have conversation with you guys throughout the month on, um, you know, some of these essential and critical pieces and what it takes to really build a brand and kind of also pulling from my personal experience to build Afro yoga, to share with you some of the things that have allowed me to be successful. Um, some of the behind the scenes processes, all that kind of stuff. Um, and you know, we kind of just go back and forth. Nicole has a, a plethora and a wealth of information in relation to psychology and, and the way humans behave and interact and understand themselves. So it ties in so beautifully into all of our discussions. So I'm just so grateful to have her as a host. Um, Nicole, anything you want to say or add to that? No, that was, I think that's very succinct. And I think that's, I love our, how one thing always leads to the next. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's what we're talking about today, right? Right. And I've witnessed that with you. So it's just, I'm excited about today's topic. Me too. So, um, last week we talked about, um, clarity. Clarity. Yes. (laughs) How could I forget? We talked about it for two hours. Um, so, you know, part of the foundations of beginning a brand, starting a business, et cetera, is the, one of the most important things that is going to determine your success is the level of clarity, the level of clarity that you have on who you are, on how that aligns with your offerings, on who you want to serve, all of those things. Right. And so, okay, you have clarity now. So the next step, you know, we move into observation. So uh, observation we can happen in a couple of ways, right? We can observe externally and we can observe internally. So for me in my journey with Afro yoga and brand building, a lot of that has been, and we talked about this in the last um, episode, blinders, putting on blinders, right? And just following our vision. And Nicole, I, I'm going to um, let you speak more to this vision piece because it's something we've talked about, but I think something that never gets old or like always important to re you know reaffirm is the importance of your vision and having clarity on your vision um that is going to give you the opportunity when you come into stillness and when you say let's say you meditate and you get still and you ask for answers having some level of clarity on who you are what you want to do etc is going to make it easier for those ideas to drop in and it's going to give you clearer questions to ask yourself on you know well what's the next best move if I want to get to this place. Right. But if we don't know where that place is, we can't make those turns. So we use the analogy a lot in the last episode about GPS and being in in your car. So if you don't know where your, where your destination is, how can you take the turns to get there? So, you know, this episode is kind of speaking to this journey of getting to your destination as an intuitive process. So maybe instead of, you know, where your destination is, you have the general idea of that location And then you're going to let intuition guide your turns to get there. So that's kind of what we're talking about in this one. Um, So do you want to speak a little bit to just like what you think about the importance of, of, of having your vision and holding on to your vision and not letting outside influences um, affect that? Yeah. What I really want to start off with by saying is your vision doesn't have to be complete and whole and big. I think a lot of times, sometimes people, we hear vision, and so then we get like, well, do I have to have it all figured out? What does that mean? Where do you see yourself in five years? Mm. Um, A vision could just start out with a feeling, which is 
I'm clear. I'm very clear when you know what you don't want. Usually what you want is the opposite or on the other side of that. Mm-hmm. So if, if you're feeling like, well, what do you mean by vision? You know, it might not start off, you know, global yoga <laughs> organization. It really might just start off. Well, I know something and it helped me and I want to help some. I Maybe you can help somebody else. Um, so just be easy with yourself that it doesn't have to be big and grand. If it is beautiful, but it could be just a, a sense, mm. a sense of something that, you know, I think you, you know, you'll hear people say, you know, I think I'm called to do something higher. I think, you know, I don't think all of me is really in this position. I re- I don't feel like I'm giving all of me to this. Um, so those are the rumblings and that's part of observation. That's part of an awareness that you're starting to feel like, you know, I don't, I don't really, I don't know that this is real, really like all I want to be doing. Mm. Um, and the other thing about a vision, which I always preach and tell, and I have to remind myself is that if you do get a clear download, if you're, if you're asking those questions and you know, a lot of times for me, I'm in the shower and yes. the idea comes and I get really excited. I talked about probably why ideas come in the shower and you feel safe, you're naked, you're totally sending the message to your body that you're safe. Mm-hmm. which means you can completely relax which mm-hmm. means now those good ideas can bubble up um if you do get an image and a vision always know that it's there for you mm-hmm. it's never gonna leave you like if you get an idea and you get excited in yourself and you feel like i can see this happening know that that is yours and yours alone and it might evolve and change but it never goes away. Mm-hmm. So you can't, y'all, your dream is your dream is your dream. You can't, even if you see other people doing it, that's if you wait too long, know that there's another version of it. So I love that. that your dream is your dream is your dream. Like it's yours, period, point blank. It's yours. Um, yeah, it's on a spiritual bath. Yes. So anytime you're like, I, I think there's just something about being naked. And water. And, and water that tells the body, like, oh, we, we clearly must be safe because you can't be tensed in a spiritual bath. Mm-hmm. You can't be tensed mm-hmm. taking the shower, you know? So it kind of forces, the body is now forcing the, the mind to let go. Mm-hmm. So that's what I love about using your physiology to open up your spirituality. Ooh, that's a word. Love that. Um, is it quad, quad wool? Let me know if I said that right. Quad wool. Very interested in decolonizing my teaching. I want to decolonize every aspect of my life. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, man. And you know what? The interesting part about... So uh, I speak a lot of, a lot to decolonization in the economic perspective um, because I really believe in the FUBU model and I really believe in this ability that we have as individuals to be able to create our own lane and create our own offerings, our own products, services, whatever they may be. Um, for our communities, for whoever it is that we're trying to reach. I I firmly believe in that. And I I also firmly believe in the fact that we don't necessarily have to do that inside of an institution. So for example, you know, as a yoga, as a yoga instructor, right. And this is, this is how I came to this particular conclusion for myself. Solange, you already know it's FUBU for life. Um, so, you know, being a yoga teacher, having graduated yoga teacher training and realizing that, the next steps that they had in mind for us were to audition, to practice, to get better, and then to audition to become teachers in their studio. And that was like really the only path that was presented or like 
teaching workshops or pitching a workshop at a studio. Like those were really the only paths that were presented. And I was like, man, I was very clear from very early on. I had a, a, a stark level of clarity for being a new person involved in yoga. I had only been practicing a few months before I took the training that I did not want to just teach in a yoga studio. And I tell the story all the time. Five days later, I took off to Portugal and went to teach yoga at a surf school as someone who was so new at teaching yoga. Like that was wild, right? But I had just an intense level of clarity that I wanted to do something different. And so this is just one example of, you know, decolonizing your teaching, maybe for a yoga teacher like me, looks like instead of going to teach at a yoga studio, I'm going to host community classes at the park. I'm going to collaborate with local partners and create unique wellness experiences that cater to my community. And guess what? In the process of that, I'm making my own money. Yeah, sure, there may be business expenses or fees associated with that, renting space or splitting profits with the partner or whatever, but that's my money, right? Like that's my money that I decided what the price is. I decided the marketing. I decided how I'm going to promote it and how I'm going to put it out into the world and what I'm going to bring to the experience outside of the influence of something like a yoga studio. So I think that there's opportunities for wellness teachers um, and people in the wellness industry to do this. And this is why I teach the Decolonize Your Teaching Mentorship Program, because I think it's really, really important that we see a bigger vision um, in, in terms of just understanding that we don't have to necessarily operate within these systems that have been organized, but that we can choose and do things outside of them and still be successful. In fact, a lot of times more successful than if we just restricted ourselves to being in those spaces. So um, I'm going to just go back here and see. Yes, yes. It's part of our natural African creativity and ingenuity. I, I agree. You know, I feel as though, um, hey, Morgan, I feel as though, you know, um, we are innately creative, right? When we look at African-American women being the biggest um, group of growing entrepreneurs or business own or starting businesses and the most severely underfunded, I mean, there's a direct correlation to our life experience, um, cultural reference in terms of that we've always just had to make it happen with what we have. And that's what we continue to do. And that fosters creativity, that fosters ingenuity, that fosters innovation, right? So I'd be willing to say that we are at the advantage because imagine the day that we actually do start to get the funding that we need. Bye. Like, you know, it's, 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 it's game over. Like, this is why I feel like we dominate in, in many of the new sports like golf and tennis and these other areas. You give us a chance. We've taken off because we've had to do it with the with the bare minimum for such a long time. So um, I think we're actually at the advantage um, and we just have to get really um, we just have to get focused and creative and find that level of clarity and know what it is. Do I want to bring to the world? What is it that I want to bring to the world? And get focused on that and see what ideas can start to come from that. And we're going to de- we're going to develop this conversation a little more. Nicole, anything? That's, that, that's it. And as I'm listening to you, what I'm what I'm hearing is you had a vision, received a vision and you refused to take no for it. That's, you know, I think that just encompasses everything you just said, which is you said I was very clear that I wasn't going to go and do it mm-hmm. for them. I wasn't going to go do it and do it in their places. I had a vision that I want to do it, but I want to do it the way I want to do it for the people who I want to do it for. Period. And so, again, with a vision is that you can, you know, there are going to be people who, who look like you who tell you no, and there are going to be people who don't look like you who tell you no. Mm-hmm. But are you going to tell yourself no? Yes, come on. 
that's where the depression, the sadness, the anxiety, that's when that starts to happen is when you tell yourself no. Come on. Especially with times right now, there's a lot of no, you can't go here. No, you can't do this. No, you can't do that. But you all are here on Instagram learning and, and you're telling yourself yes. So with your vision, the world may tell you no, but don't you tell you. Don't you dare tell yourself no. Come on. Um, uh, Erica says, amen, a hundred percent feel you at not wanting to teach at a studio and wanting to do something different. This is how I feel as a personal trainer. Oh, the world is just open. Like I, I, I'm an idea person. And so when I get to consulting and being with people and like fleshing through ideas, I just like, bing, 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 bing. Like, you know, my mind just starts to open because there's so many possibilities and opportunities for us to do things differently and to not have to follow the run of the mill and, and, and go outside of that and do our own shit. Like there's so many opportunities. We just have to be willing and open, um, to explore ways. And sometimes that can be really scary because it's uncharted territory. Right. Um, but again, it goes back to staying clear on your vision and, and just moving forward every day, you know, taking a step forward every single day. And I'm, ex- I want to dive deeper into this intuitive business piece, cause this is going to be helpful for you guys. Um, any recommendations, for the yoga teaching trainings that are FUBU. Yeah, so for me, (laughs) Nicole knows what I'm about to say. I already know. Uh, Comedic yoga teacher training, change the game, change the game for me. Um, Your Sarah Raw Hotel. You look different. You look different. I mean, in a beautiful way, but it's just you can, you look more freer. (laughs) Because you are a free bird. You are like, but you look, Oh man, comedic yoga teacher training changed the game for me. It allowed me to reclaim what my roots. It it connected me to what I already always knew was true, but just maybe couldn't explain or put into words. It allowed me to feel that in a very real way, um, and it connected all of the pieces. You know, it just made so much sense. So kometicyoga.com is where you can find out information about the teacher training. Highly recommend him. He travels all around the world to provide them. I don't know if in this climate, online yoga teacher trainings are a thing. I don't know how long we're going to be in this situation for, but um, if there was a teacher training I would recommend, it would definitely be the Kometic Yoga teacher training. And um, he is from black dude from Chicago, been to Egypt so many times, studied the hieroglyphs, practiced, taught yoga for 30 years before actually starting to teach other teachers and now has taught over 5,000 teachers worldwide. The guy is, he knows his shit. He is the one. Um, okay. And let the church say amen. Hey, you know, this is wellness church in here. That's what they call it. Um, your, <laughs> your own experience develops your sense of intuition. Absolutely. It is by your experiences that you manage to create and focus where you want to, where what where you want to arrive and offer. I couldn't agree more. You know, the first thing that you just said, your experience develops your sense of intuition. Yeah. And that's how the amygdala learns. You mm. know, I, there's intuition, but you have, you know, you have brain, you have like actual hardware in your brain. That also learns through experience. So your amygdala, which we talk about the parasympathetic and the sympathetic nervous system, especially with um, kinetic yoga, it also learns through experience. Mm-hmm. You know, so if, if you can get that working and alignment, as we talk about a lot, if you can get that working and alignment with your intuition, no stopping you. Yes, absolutely. When you're being this, 
to work in alignment with your intuition and you start to trust it, I, there really is nothing anyone can tell you. But just know you might have it for like two months and doing well and you might fall off. <laughs> and that's okay. <laughs> You'll be like, wait, what? I know the road led me here. And then suddenly the path will stop. You know, and that's just indicators, as we talk about in Africa, to pause, to listen, to activate, empower. So um, just don't freak out when you're going, 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 and suddenly you're like, what happened? Mm. I thought I knew what I was doing. Mm. I, thought, I thought this was going to go this way. And that's when it becomes a great time to tap into intuition and to look, look for guidance and answers, um, you know, through our spiritual connection. And one thing I want to say about... Um, you know, what Jennifer said about your own experience develops your sense of intuition is that, and trust, you know, you talk, you said the word trust and trust is so huge in the game of manifestation and trusting and, and, you know, receiving a vision and then moving forward because you trust it. Look, when you follow your intuition and you're right, it affirms your trust in yourself to trust again and trust again and trust again to the point where you don't even question it, right? Like I'm, I'm at the point in my, in my life, I think, where I just don't question the information, the ideas, whatever it is that I'm given. I don't question it. It's just a matter of, okay, when am I going to implement this? <laughs> when is this actually going to be implemented and how? Always. You know what I mean? Because Nicole knows I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll have an idea today and tomorrow we already like booked a gone. So, you know, it's just a matter of when, um, but the more that you trust your intuition and you follow it, you're going to see the results of that. And that's going to help you build trust in yourself and confidence in yourself to continue trusting your intuition. So it's a muscle, right? Is what I mean to say. You don't just wake up one day and just like, yeah, I'm intuitive and I'm manifesting and all this. It it, it requires you to practice and to put in the work, um, and the trust, you know, to follow. It's like yoga. It's a practice. Mm-hmm. It's a practice. So let's do a little uh, definition vibrations here. So let's um, let's look up intuition. Okay. So intuition, the ability to understand something immediately without the need for conscious reasoning. A thing that one knows or considers likely from instinctive feeling rather than conscious reasoning. So this is beyond your reasoning faculties, right? Intuition is just knowing without necessarily knowing why. Yeah. You just know. And that's the part where the trust becomes difficult. Good morning, Rick. That's where the trust becomes difficult because you're like, well, there's no, for people who are very evidence-based or fact-based or want statistics or this or that, um, this can be difficult for those type of people because there's no facts behind it, right? There's no, there's no why. There's no data. It's knowing without the why. That's the reason. The why is the reason, right? So when you, when you don't have that, that, well, this is this because of that, then yeah, it's hard to walk in that faith or trust that, that process. Which is, which is what makes it so important to practice following your intuition because it's going to be a muscle that you're going to sharpen that's going to get stronger over time. And you're just going to know, like, like we said, without knowing why, but you're going to trust that and you're going to move forward with it. So 
Um, we know what intuition is. Rick says, I think some people are having a hard time deciphering what is intuition and what is just a thought. Ooh, that's very interesting. Nicole, you want to speak to that a little bit? That's true. That means that that's really, especially when we start using these terms, intuition. So, um, a lot of times people want to say, well, I get thoughts all the time. Mm. So this is how I want to just describe it. So I talked a little bit about your amygdala. Amygdala is your fire alarm. Amygdala is the thing that says that's dangerous. That's not dangerous and tells the body to have a reaction. So we don't always have a thought before we have a reaction. So the example is if you're walking down a path and you see something over in the bushes, (laughs) you don't think you're actually will jump first, right? And then you look and you're like, oh, that's a stick. But your, so what your amygdala does is it doesn't think through the brain, the cortex. It says, image, object, let me get out of the way first. And then the cortex comes online and goes, that's a stick. That's not a snake. Your intuition is very similar to that. Your intuition is when you're going along and you just turn left in your car. You could be headed out to go somewhere, and for whatever reason, you don't know really, but something, so you'll hear people say something, just said go left. Mm-hmm. Something, something, and then you go, you end up at a coffee shop, and then your best friend walks up, or someone you haven't seen in 10 years yes. is at the coffee shop. Yes. So the best way to decipher between a thought and intuition is with the thought, there will be reason. Mm. With a thought, you will have because the definition says without conscious reasoning you can reason a thought intuition is when it just comes mm. and you really do it, 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 it sometimes it's subtle for some people it's not a voice so let's get clear about how intuition can come to you come on it's not some people it's not a voice it's not <laughs> intuition is not angel singing <laughs> I want it to be because that would make it really clear. Um, Intuition sometimes really is just like, I don't know why, but I don't want to eat this. And you'll say it. You'll literally hear people say, I don't know why. And then they'll say, but I'm not going to go tonight. I don't know why. I got a feeling. There is no reason. There's no conscious reason. With a thought, you can, well, I don't want to go because you know she's going to be acting funny. Right. That's a thought. So very big distinction is kind of like again intuition just has you doing things and you'll later look back and you'll say that wasn't even my intention or you know i didn't i don't really know why i felt the need to do this today but mm-hmm. and so i love that and thank you for that distinction that is so clear so you know intuition is important because i believe it's connected to spirit to something greater, to something divine, to something that has a greater understanding or knowing. I kind of feel like, you know, that everybody has a higher self that's always like over here, like whispering, you know, and trying to get you closer to it, right? Through your journey. Like the goal at the end is to get it, to get as close to your higher self as possible or to actually embody and become your higher self, right? So we're going through this life, we're learning all this shit, we're doing all these things, really just to get closer to our higher self. So I always feel like the higher self is kind of like always here, like with the whispers, like, all right, let's, you know, this and that. And that sometimes we may or may not be listening, um, but that that guidance is is waiting to be heard. I feel like at all times and always, always. there, always there, always. always there. It's just like what uh, what Rick 
said, I think earlier, it's, this is why it's important to learn to still the mind, you know, just to become still in general, to be open to listening, to develop that internal observation, right? The ability to sit. So, you know, it's important to follow our intuition, I believe, because we it's going to take us somewhere that we maybe wouldn't have thought of going, or it's going to guide us to something that we really do want and maybe don't know the exact path on how to get there. It's like clues, I feel like almost, like dropping clues, you know, to get us closer to this thing. And so um, being able to, to tap into your intuition is going to be beneficial for you because it's going to allow you to do that. It's going to allow you to elevate. It's going to help you get closer to a higher version of yourself, right? So when we talk about business, right? Business has a, a very a different type of definition. I am really curious actually to see what the definition of it exactly is. So let's see. Um, so one definition is a person's regular occup- occupation, profession, or trade. Um, the practice of making one life, one, the practice of making one's living by engaging in commerce. Okay. Um, an activity that someone is engaged in, so on. So Basically, a person's a person's regular occupation, profession, or trade. Alternatively, the practice of making one's living by engaging in commerce. So you may say, well, it don't really make sense to make a business decision that would impact my livelihood, right? Because this is how I make money. This is how I generate commerce. Why would I make that decision based, based on a hunch? Um without any numbers or anything backing it, right? And I think that that there has to be understood that there needs to be a balance to this. It's not all intuition and it's not all numbers. It has to be a combination of the two. But I think that a lot of the times we are in business missing this element of intuition in our business decisions. And so this is the piece that I want to tackle today. Um, Rick, real quick. Not to get too deep and agree with everything you're saying, the majority of people are still living in third world if people believe in it and have not learned to decipher the two. Yeah, you know, lack of education, resources, et cetera. But I sometimes feel that, I mean, I have a lot of, I have a lot of friends and, you know, my boyfriend comes from a third world country, one of the most intelligent human beings that I have ever come across. Um, I actually believe, I think that third world people are, are probably more intuitive than many of us, because there is a lot of reaction. You have to react to the circumstances that you're in. And I think that some, I mean, obviously there's practicality, right? Just like survival, basic survival instincts. But I think that, I think third world people in a lot of cases are incredibly intelligent because they're learning life through the experience and not necessarily through an educational system or through some type of organized system. They're learning life from their experience with the land, right? Through their interactions with other people, through just real human life experiences, working at a young age, you know, understanding business and economics at a young age, supply and demand. They may not know the terms for these things, but they're, these people are sharp and well-versed and skilled in a lot of the things that we in first world um, often are not, in my opinion. Um, Yeah, that's real. Like, that's kind of like, to me, that's like saying, they're doing it and we're learning how to do it, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? They, they have to live it. They do it. They close to the, like you said, close to the earth, close to the land. There's no buffer. 
There's no protective measures. Do I trust this person? Do I not? Do I go with that person? Do I go in that direction? Do I go in that part of the land to where we have roads and stoplights and this and that and everything is mapped out? So you don't have to use it. You don't, you know, it's it's all kind of like, no, just come here, go to school, sit down, we'll do it for you. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, I guess you meant not third world, but third dimension of consciousness. I don't, I don't know what the third dimension of consciousness is, but um, either way, I think it's still a valid point, nonetheless, um, as far as, you know, what we're speaking to in, in people who may not be in advanced structures or societies. Not, I don't even want to say advanced. I'll say organized or institutionalized. Um, they often have more wisdom and more things to teach us. Okay, let's move into um, in the intuitive business, okay? So we say, well, why would I want to make a decision based on intuition and not just numbers, right? So... You're talking to a person who has never made a business plan, um, yeah. who hates analytics. Um, I, I I don't like the numbers piece. I don't I don't like the I have not leaned into the more business structured pieces of building Afro Yoga. Um, now is just when I'm starting to do that. So why I say that is because. Pretty much everything that's been built up so far in Afro Yoga of what this platform has has been created with has been absolutely intuition based in so many ways. So I want to break that down. So first and foremost, the 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 name Afro Yoga came to me in my kitchen one day when I was sitting down, just dropped in on me. What what some people may call like a download, right? It just downloaded. I was like, oh shit, this is gonna. As soon as I as soon as I heard the name in my head. I knew it was going to be big. I was like, oh my God, this is going to be fucking huge. I just felt that. I just knew that. I felt that was the magnitude. That was the energy that this inspiration, this thought came through with. And so I sat down and I wrote out a list of 10 goals. Nicole has seen this list. Yes. A list of 10 things I wanted to accomplish in sequence of what I thought would make the most sense one to the other over the course of three years. So many of those things have now been checked off the list. But through that process, in times where I felt confused, in times where I wasn't sure which direction to go, in times when I was doing a million and one things, doing the most and not sure, you know, if it was the right thing, I listened to my intuition so when intuition said, it's time to rest, it's time to stop, I heeded. When intuition said, right now it's time to read, absorb energy, do research, learn, observe, I did that. When it was time to, okay, let's put this into action, hit up this person, hit up that person, let's put it together, I did that. You know, when whatever, whatever the time, whatever it was that the instructions were and I, and the instructions came with an energy for me, like, okay, it's time to rest, sit your ass down. You know what I mean? Like, let's chill out. Okay, cool. And that allowed me to take a step back and see things from a different perspective and a different view so that when I got back into movement, into activating Things felt more clear for me. I could see them, but I couldn't see them when I was in it. I had to step back to see them. So throughout this process, it's just been very interesting because as I have made decisions based on this intuition and getting the idea like, hey, it's time to, why don't you look into this, this, you know, I end up on somebody's page. I end up taking a free webinar. 
I ended up getting some ideas out of that webinar. And then I launched Decolonize Your Teaching Mentorship Program last September. The rest is history, right? So it's like understanding the clues and things that are leading you to other things, right? That is, I think that that's part of the intuitive process of just like, I don't know how I ended up on this person's page. And people have told me that about Afro yoga, which is funny too, but I don't know how I ended up on this page, but something about it inspired me to do X, Y, Z thing, which then led to something amazing. Right. So, um, you know, this is part of the intuitive process and something that I really encourage people to lean into, because I think that sometimes when we're moving from too much strategy too much just numbers, too much just analytics, too much just sales and conversions and some of these terms that you hear in the business world, um, it, there, where's the soul of it, right? Yeah. Where's the soul of it, the pulse? Um, because what needs to be done, the numbers may not always be there initially, right? So you may start now and you say, well, I'm not seeing the attendance I would like to see in my classes right now, Right. But you're building something and you don't know what the outcome of that could be a year from now or two years from now. So even though your analytics right now may be saying, well, you need to do this or, or, you know, people aren't showing up. So maybe you should try to offer something different. Right. As an example, instead of just staying your course, staying, staying on on path with your vision and knowing that it's going to unfold and having trust in the process and being patient. Yes, we have to feel more, feel more, think less. Yes, a little more of that. Feel it out, vibe it out. I'm big on vibes, vibrations, energy, frequency. I'm big on all of that. And the answers, the answers are there for us. And I truly believe in meditation, you know, when we ask for the, when we ask the questions, you can receive the answers. The clearer of a channel you are, meaning, you know, if you can really let go of, resistance, if you can let go of other people's opinions, if you can let go of expectations on yourself, etc., you open the pathway for inspiration, inspiration, intuition to flow through and to give you the answers to the questions, to give you the plans to put things into place and to move your dreams forward. Yes, 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 yes. And listening to that, my question is, because we're talking about practicality, even though we're talking about intuition, when you said, you know, I'm at my kitchen table or I'm, had you asked, had you already done the asking and put yourself in a receiving mode? Yes. Yes. So to give some context around me getting the idea for Afro yoga, right? Um, To give some context around that. So we're following the clues, right? So the first clue was this, this one. I was teaching at, a, at a Sac State and offering yoga classes. I ended up um, substituting a class that I wouldn't have normally substituted. Substituted a class. Three women, um, three young black women came up to me after that class and said how important it was and how impactful it was that I was the one teaching and leading the class, which was an, which was the first inclination that I got that, wow, I didn't realize that. Two, um, there's people who are wanting this and who need this and that this is really has, has been powerful for them. Okay, this is the first clue that, hey, maybe you should do some, maybe you should do more with this, right? That's the first clue. 
So I sat down, I was sitting down in my kitchen that day and I was thinking, well, I want to do something in the, I want to do some type of classes. I'm not sure exactly how I started to try to create some graphics. Nothing was really coming through all the way. And then it just, I was sitting with the pen and paper, I believe. And it just came boop, Afro yoga. So I had followed the clue. I had followed the sign. I was actively working on trying to figure out a solution and how to, how to move forward. And as I was there trying to brainstorm it out, the idea came because I did have clarity on the fact that I wanted to do something for women of color. I just didn't know exactly how I was going to do it or where I was going to do it. And another thing that happened also, that was another clue that I haven't really shared that I forget sometimes is that I had been a volunteer to a festival called Wanderlust 108. Many of you probably have heard it. It's like a yoga festival that tours all over the world. And it was so dope. There was so many people. It was such a great experience. There was vendors and plant-based food and yoga and yoga little workshop areas. And I was like, wow, this is so dope. I still have the t-shirt and everything. But I was like, this need, we need to have something like this for us. There was so few women of color, right? So this was another piece that was an inspiration to me. I had been around the energy. So I was in the realm. I was in the space. And I was like, wow, it showed me the possibility, right? It gave me the example of what was possible. And so seeing the need, right? Seeing that I potentially could have an impact, then seeing what other people were doing and the possibility it had to grow and to be big, and then giving myself the opportunity to brainstorm and to think, well, how can I put this together? Then the idea came, then I executed the idea I saw the success and then I said, okay, that's it. Let's go. It's go time. So that was the process. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yes, I know y'all are feeling that right there. Yes, throw up some hearts if y'all feeling me, if y'all catching on, man, if you that are. That's it. That's, that's the formula, y'all. <laughs> that was the formula, man. That, that was the formula. That is the formula. That, that was the formula right there. Be around like-minded people, you know, put yourself in the spaces of where you want to be in those spaces. Just be in the spaces, right? Be in the spaces, be around people who are doing what you want to do. And and now this is just even more accessible to you because social media now is just, I mean, it's been blossoming, but it's just so present, you know? So you can, maybe you can't be right next to the person that you are aspiring to be like, you know, or who inspires you, but you can follow them and see their journey and be involved, right? Like how you are with me, for example, Um, tap in and be around the energy and then, you know, be able to think to yourself, what have people said to you? This goes a little bit back more to clarity, but what have people said to you that you're great at or that? how have you impacted somebody, right? Like what are some of the ways in which you've impacted somebody that could potentially be looped into your passion and what you love to do? And how can you then ask for the answers to figure out how can you move forward? Um, Because yes, you do need some strategy, but you want to feel into it and see, you know, give yourself space to make, to receive a vision and to receive what could potentially happen. And then from there, you also ask for the strategy, right? Yes. You ask yes. for the vision, but ask for the strategy too. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Yes, 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 y
Yes. And some key things, you know, as Angie's talking, you know, you're just getting back to that, to that mental wellness piece is that a couple of things do have to take place. Is that there is clarity, right? So a lot of times people come to therapy and it's not like, fix me, you know, I'm, you know, uh, that's not what it is. A lot of times it's, they're very clear that I have, I, I want to get better at this. I want to improve this. I want to have this change in my life. So they're very clear. Like this is something that is getting in the way of, you know, and then it's like Angie said, you look for the clues, you look for the signs. So they might say, you know, I've just noticed I'm just, I'm crying more days than normal. You know, they're, so they're noticing there, there's this clarity, there's this awareness. And then there's what Angie said, very clear. She said, then I actively engage that idea. So that's the point where you start to, you show the universe, so to speak, that you're in it. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, I could do this. And she said, I was actively engaged in the solution. So once you're now actively engaged in the solution, the solution has a different vibration than the question. Absolutely. So the question of, well, how do we get more women of color? She started asking, well, how, how do we do this for us? How do we do this with the vendors? So, but then she stepped away from the question and a lot of us get stuck in the question. Yes. The how, the how, the yes. how, I don't how, I don't see how. And so the universe intuition is giving you all these clues and signs. But if you stay looking at the question, you will not open yourself up to just the little bit of the how. Because the how is not, again, the angels, the sky does not part. And it doesn't happen. It's little, little clues. As you all know, you're all here. You all have a feeling in a sense. So A, what she got really clear and what she said about the, because I think Angie just basically gave, like, the hope. She just gave to y'all the clarity. Looking for the clues and the signs, right? Actively engaging in the solution. So she got out of the problem. Yeah. Actively engaged in the solution. She got inspired because then she got in those environments and she, if you listen to her, she's like, I remember the feeling. So when you're down and you're trudging through something and it doesn't feel good, stop. Stop, stop, stop. And go back to that feeling you got when you first got inspired. Yes. That will help you shift your focus. So you have to connect to that feeling again, because when you start to connect to that feeling again, that's where the, that's where the data, that's where the information is. So actively engage, stay inspired, and then again, focus yourself towards the solution so that the solution can now speak to you versus the problem. Yeah, because your job is not the, is not the how. How it happens is not your job. That wow. is where the, the divine inspiration comes in to tell you how. You don't need to have it figured out. You need you need to know what you're bringing to the table, who you want to bring it to, generally, you know, what type of offerings you're going to put out there and then ask for the how. How am I going to do, you know, show me the way. Give me the give me the inspiration, give me the ideas. Give me everybody everybody in this world has guardian angels, has people who are looking out for them in spirit. They are waiting to communicate with you. You ain't listening. You're not open, right? You just and it can be because you're focused on the how. You're just focused on the how. So if you're a reasonable, rational person, because we talked about intu- intuition is without conscious reason. There is no reason. So if you're, you then that's how you get stuck in the how. Well, how is this going to happen, Nicole? How am I going to get over? He cheated on me, Nicole. How mm. am I going to? How am I going to do this? And I have to just acknowledge and help them realize 
you are you we're still stuck in asking the question. So maybe do we need to just process the the fact that we're shocked that this happened to us? Right. So what I hear Angie did is instead of the how, she got excited. She got excited that I went somewhere and I noticed this wasn't for us. Now, had she gone somewhere and got discouraged mm. that we weren't there, she never would have shifted into the solution. Come on, Nicole. So you this is critical. Wherever you are standing. Please repeat it because this is critical. <laughs> so, so what I'm saying is if you are looking at something and say, I don't see how this is going to happen, but you are pointed in a way because you're saying because it's not happening now. And Angie goes to the festival. It's all, it's not women of color. She doesn't, there's only a handful of us. If she doesn't say to herself, but I still think it could happen, then your Afro yoga never happens. Afro yoga never happens. So you've got to feel the discomfort and let it fuel you. You've got to let, yes, you've got to let it push you past. The question of why don't we have this for women of color? Why aren't why aren't there more? What feel the feelings of those because those again the question has a different frequency and vibration than the solution. Come on, and I think it's Einstein that says something to that effect. Einstein says something like the question and the answer are two different. But we're talking frequency and vibration and opening yourself up to receive intuition. So you have got to get out of the why and the why not. You've got to get out of the question. And start asking for the answer. Come on. You are the answer. You are the you, answer. You are the answer. And you know, we talk about business, but anybody, even I know in my short time, you tell people why and the what, and you charge them for the how. Yes. Right? They're going to pay for the how, so to speak. But with your intuition, it's free 99. It's so free. <laughs> it's free 99. You get the what, the why, and the how. And then that's how you evolve. That's how you help. That's how you serve. And that's how you provide. Yes. And here's the next piece of it, right? So then we move. So now we have data that we can reason because we've done the work. We've been in the community. You know, we follow the intuition. We did the things. Okay. All of that, right? Next step. I follow the intuition. I do the thing. I get the name. I post the class on Facebook. I show up to the class physically now in the flesh, 60 people show up. I make $150 in donations in one hour's time. Now I know, right? So now that's my data, right? That I can say, wow, people want this. People need this. I saw emotional reactions. I was able to speak to people and actually have conversation with them, connect with my community, realize that they wanted more of this um, and saw a real need. And so that affirmed everything that happened before that yeah the, the clues the the reason why i volunteered for that and was a, and and went there the idea that came to me of what to call it you know the graphic i everything that led up to that point got affirmed once i did it yeah so then yes. that goes back to what we talked about earlier allowed me to trust more in myself and trust in the process and trust in the idea Cause I saw it working in real life in action. Right. So then I say, okay, well, I'm going to continue to teach these donation based classes. Okay, great. I end up connecting with a woman who owns a, a, a woman of color named Neva floor, which many of you know, who owns a small wellness studio. Now we collaborate. Now I'm doing classes there. Right. Okay, great. Then, you know, I'm doing classes somewhere else. Then I decide I'm going to do, 
Special events. Okay, the attendance lowered. Let me host special events. Start hosting special events. I see great turnout. So I took, I take a combination of the intuition along with what I'm seeing in real life and make decisions based off of the two. So I get it. And, and sometimes that intuition comes, well, you, you may say, well, why would, why follow my intuition if it, if it ended up leading me to something that didn't really work and then I had to adjust to do something different that did? Well, would you have even gotten through all that if you never followed the intuition to begin with? Right? Yeah. So sometimes you're being led to something because that something is going to be a catalyst for something else that yeah. may be bigger, better, more important, more impactful, et cetera, et cetera. So it goes back to trusting the process. I still needed to, whether at, whether three people show up or a hundred people show up, I needed to have that experience because yes. I needed to go through that to know what is this like, to know how do I feel in this? How are other people responding, right? And then I can adjust and course correct and pivot through the process um, as I continue to learn more about myself, about other people, and about the nature of the business that I'm in. So you continue to refine, and then eventually you get a real good formula, you know? Yeah, because what did you say? You know, words don't teach. Experience teaches. Words, they don't teach, y'all. You have... You know, you have got to get off of this live. And, you know, I implore you, when we close out, shut it down. Get a journal and write what you just remembered. Write what your one takeaway was. Because if you get off here and start scrolling, 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 gone. Yeah. Lost. So let's actually put this in, into practice right now. Everybody who is on here, I want you to drop a line on what your biggest takeaway so far is. So let's get that rolling in the comments. Let's start to put this into action. And yes, I do implore you to actually put this down on paper because I believe in pen and paper. But for the sake of this call and for accountability, let's see in here. What are your guys' big takeaways right now? And let's take some time on some of those. Because that's critical. The, the assimilation, the integration, right? To be able to integrate what we've learned, to know that it's within us now and that we can use it. Right? And I can guarantee you, you guys are fired up. I can guarantee you, you something's lighting up inside of all of you right now. Trust yes. my intuition. Experience Trust teaches. Me. Absolutely. Beautiful. Experience is the best teacher. Absolutely. I mean, that's really Good where the education comes in. If you just make it neutral, like Angie said, just do it. Yes. Just Trust do the it. Process. Trust your intuition. Trust the process. Yes, be what I want to see in the world. world. Trust, Trust the synchronicity. Yes. The equal, they, they equal do. spirit talking to us. They so do. They, do. they so they really do. do. I came in mad late, but the formula developing later, you fed to it. You fed. Sorry, Mel, come back with that one. Trust intuition. Know the difference between resistance and drive. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Uh, allow intuition and energy to push past the question to the answer. That's it. Yes. Feel more, think less. Come on with it. Y'all got it. Y'all with it. Yes. Yes. Questions. What questions do you guys have, if any? Yeah, come, yeah. Because we here, we're, we're we're here for it, and I just think you can catalyze because as we as a general nation, we are information junkies. And we just, what's next? What's next? And we don't let things like perk, percolate, like tea. You got to steep it. Mm-hmm. Trust the process. Let that lead. Even when I don't have the how in my lap. Yeah. Yes. Act on, act on what, intuition. Y'all? 
it's coming from you. You know, it's not it's, it's it's not like it's coming from the principal. It's not coming from this guru. It's coming from you. You know, Anthony and I had a real talk about like, you know, at the end of the day, we are in a pandemic, and if there there's if you don't use this time to listen to yourself, then when? <laughs> like, if like this is it, we really you know you know all conspiracy theories aside. You know, on the face of things, this is the time to listen to yourself. So, yeah. Yes. Uh, Mel said she meant you definitely don't need the formula in the beginning. No. You don't got to have it all figured out. Not even close. Yeah. The answer is within you. Stop waiting. Stop waiting. Yeah, just act on it. And And you'll see. You'll see. You're You're getting those floods of inspiration for a reason because you don't know if you're acting at that particular time. It could be that you say, okay, fuck it. Today I'm going to post a post about, like the other day I posted a post about my yoga story, how I came into yoga. I ended up connecting with several people over it. And, um, you know, there's a woman who had a, a, a story that felt aligned with mine. And so who knows where that's, what that's doing for her or how that might impact her community or the people that she serves. So Sometimes the things that we're called to do are not always just for us, but for the people on the other hand who are receiving those things. And what? God damn it! So um, Instagram Live cut us off as per usual. We're gonna come back in for just a moment. Yes. So we got cut off. Let's see where Nicole is. We can get her back in here. Thank you for coming back. Appreciate you. Hey, hey, come on through. Come on back in. So if you've already been um, listening, let me know if this is this all making sense. Is it clicking? Um... Where's Nicole at? Yes. Okay. Let's add Nicole. Yes, yes, boo. There I go. You know they like to cut us off. So, yeah, you know, basically. Yeah, I know. It gets weird when we're not side by side sometimes. But anywho, so yeah, you know, basically just kind of wrapping up the conversation a little bit. Um, Let me know if you guys have questions. Um, For those who are just kind of coming in, we've been talking about an intuitive approach to business and business decision making um, and finding the balance then, right? Like once we go through that process and we are actually in motion... Um, then we can look more at the, at different strategies and things that we should do because a lot of times thinking about strategy before we get in the field, it, it can be good, but also the experience is going to inform us on the strategies that we should take and the ways that, that make most sense to move. So we need to know and understand the terrain, right? And, and be on the terrain to know what is the best way to navigate it. Yeah. And I mean, you got to know, you guys, we have to have an awareness of self. You know, for me, Nicole really likes to know 
benefit, function, and purpose. I just learned that about myself like in the last week. Like Nicole is really big on benefit, function, and purpose because mm. I believe every emotion has a benefit and a function and a purpose. So that's been like my thing of like benefit, function, purpose. Okay, Nicole. So sometimes I need to do a little research and for me, then the, the feeling comes. Mm. You know, some people, some people are just all feeling in the beginning. Like yeah. all feeling. Yeah. And I love those people. Those people are a force <laughs> to be around and I get really nervous around those people because it shows me that I'm some people who are just like feeling it out there going, you know? And then, like you said, you can use the numbers and statistics because now you have a body of work. Now you can start plugging away about where people coming from or people coming from my website or people coming from Instagram and then use those numbers to kind of just really enhance what you do. Exactly. So, so it's not that you're going to go, now use structure or this you're just going to enhance so but i if you all have any questions as you're sitting here listening i think this y'all can get it for i mean we are here to really yeah we're gonna stay on a few more minutes so if you got questions in relation to what we've been talking about yeah um, in relation to what we're talking about let's get them in now uh somebody said book recommendations um so like i recommended in the last class the alchemist by paulo coelho Highly recommend um, that you read that book. It's, yeah. it, it is all about following a vision and what happens when you do that and being able to, um, to use that vision as the fuel and to not, and to be relentless about seeing that vision through that, that the alchemist is a, is a fantastic book when we're talking about intuition. I was like ready to quit my job. I, I actually put in my 30 day notice after I read it last year for the second time. Um, not saying that that's what you should do, but I'm just saying, you know, um, There's it, a book, it's, insp um, it's inspiring. Yeah. Nicole, anyone? For the mental, the, 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 in your head, in the head uh, space, there's a book, I can't, I think it's Michael, but it's called Untethered Soul. Mm. Untethered Soul. Um, Untethered can, Soul. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Untethered Soul. And I think what it, it helps me really, really realize is the distinction between thoughts and intuition and that every thought that we think I had to put something missed about thoughts that I think a lot of people think, well, if I'm thinking it, it must be true. Mm. If, if I'm thinking it, I have to give it attention. And those things will get in the way of intuition. Michael so, A. Singer. Yeah, somebody, yeah, you guys know it. Untethered Soul by Michael A. Singer. Ooh, I and, love. Um, I have not read that. Oh, game changer. Okay. It's a, it's a game changer. Uh, it's a game changer for sure. Um, and someone said had earlier, I've heard it, it's, it is a great read, um, Leading with Passion, it, with a question mark. Right, on, is Leading with Passion um, good? Yeah, I mean... I think, especially as women of color, we get a bad rap for passion. Mm. Um, and so what I have come to learn, especially in the realm of um, mental health, uh, because a lot of uh, women of color come in and they're, they're full of emotion, right? And it looks like passion, anger, and things of that nature. And so people are uncomfortable with it, mm -hmm. right? When they see me, like just like you, they get excited. They're like, oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, oh, a black therapist! Oh, like the first session is them just crying in relief. You know what I mean? And that's real because you know passion for us um, has been also associated with lack of knowledge. 
Mm. Like, oh, you're just this passionate person. Well, I've also done my research. Mm-hmm. I'm also, I, I'm here teaching and I'm here bringing something. It's not that I'm just passionate and just always in the moment of my emotions. Mm-hmm. You know, so, yeah. Um, oh, my God, yeah. Joe Dispenza, yeah. Dr. Joe Dispenza, uh, Becoming Supernatural, also amazing. Um, Dispenza, um, but but as far as passion, um, I think the code word for me when I was growing up was Nicole. You're such a character, mm. and to this day, like it still rubs me the wrong way mm-hmm. when people call me like, "Oh, you're such a character." Because mm-hmm. I mean, I listen to it now, and I'm like, "Oh my god, that's so white." Um, but even then, it would bother me, and I would say, "I don't know what you mean by that." Yeah, like, but it's depersonalizing someone, right? And so I think, unfortunately, passion has also kind of depersonalized us because it's passion that we're using for us and giving it back to us versus passion that we're using for the benefit of others. And so I think any time that you are, um, you, you're so extra. Yeah, like little things like that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you're so extra. Uh, why are you so dramatic? Calm down, right? Um, and just know that when that hits you and it doesn't feel good, what that is an indicator of is that what they're saying is not true. Mm. So you don't have to prove that they're wrong. You just have to understand that when someone says that to you and it hits you funny, oh, that's not true. And these are things you can ask your intuition for help with as well. These are things you can say, like, this keeps repeating. I keep being perceived this way, you know, and sit with it and then talk to intuition about show me what, show me who I am. Mm-hmm. Show me better. Show me how I can show up for myself and not be bothered by how others are perceiving you. Absolutely. It really is about how others are perceiving you. People and sometimes you they are. <laughs> yes, or, or how they want to see you, right? Or how they would like for you to be. So if you're outside of that, then they then they might feel like they want to call you on it. I want you to be more calmed down, so I'm going to call you on because I want you to adjust to how what makes me feel good. And so sometimes it's just that, that people feel uncomfortable around you, so they want to say something to you to make you adjust to their comfort level. And so just I'm be- sure you've experienced that like with what you're doing. Because people will mm. be like, oh I love that for yoga and I love what you're doing. But I have seen how people sometimes, even with other businesses, how do they approach you? Mm. Right? Because mm. they want to be respectful of what you're doing. Nobody wants to be like, oh we're not but then if they want to have it employed in what they're doing, is that going to be a good fit? Mm-hmm. Is that how do we, you know, because you really, you are really setting your own path. So I think we also have to be clear that as you are setting your own path and you're doing these old things, you're going to run across people who may want you to like run parallel with them. And you're not, <laughs> you're not, no, I don't do that. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And that's where just having, you know, going back to episode one on clarity, being clear on who you are is the, is so important because, you know, once you're clear on who you are, it's very evident. Once you know what lane you're driving in, it's very evident to you that you're not in this lane, you're not in that lane, and maybe somebody's like trying to wave you out. You know how sometimes dudes try to holler at you from the car, like, pull off. Like, no, boo, I'm in my lane, okay? You stay over in your lane, right? Because we know where we're headed. Um, okay, so another question that came up earlier. Um, what would you recommend that yogis do with the stimulus checks suggestion? I love that question. Um, so I think that it really depends on where this, there's a lot of variables to this one. So if you're in a, you know, challenging financial situation, you might want to stack that right now. 
um, and put it in the bank. If you are not struggling or you have a, a little bit of a cushion, I would consider investing that money into yourself. So thinking about what do you need to move forward, right? Do you have clarity on your offering and what you want to do? Or do you need somebody to help you to, to get clarity, right? Do you already have a brand established and just need somebody to bring a visual identity to your brand? Then you might want to look at hiring a designer, right? So it really just depends on where you are in the process. Um, and, you know, I can talk with you a little bit more on DM or something over this if you want. But I think it just really depends on where you're at um, financially overall and and where you are in terms of wanting to bring your, your business to life. If you already have an idea and you just need help getting clarity, I would, you know, I would book a consultation call with me, quite frankly. I mean, I'm just going to make it plain. I mean, really, truthfully. Really and truly. If you're there. If you if you got it, you know, and you want to move forward, you that's an opportunity. That's a that's a place that you can start. Um, so yeah, I think it just really depends on where where you wanna where you wanna go. Um, yeah, and as far as passion, you know, I think that I lead with passion a lot. Um, and lucky for me, I've never really had anybody downplay that in my history. It's always been very welcomed, I guess you could say. Um, so. I think passion is really important because I always speak to passion as that that fuel, like that undying fuel, you know, that's going to continue to keep your car running. So yeah. it's really important that at least the work that you are working to. So you might have your 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 stability job, right? The the stability job that's funding your dreams, that's that's allowing you to live, <laughs> to have a roof, to have food, to have the necessities. But it's also something that is going to allow you to. Um, it's a stepping stone to help you build what you're building with whatever it is that you're working towards. So, um, Lord have mercy. Why did I lose? Okay. So passion. So you want to make sure that, um, you are tapped into your passion because that is going to allow you to bring forth your offering in a magnetic way. When I talk about yoga, when I talk about this stuff, you can feel my passion. You can feel that energy. I'm not trying to be passionate about this. I'm not, it just is what it is, right? And so you want to tap into whatever piece of you is what it is that you, what do you get fired up about? What are you passionate about? And to be able to, to try to dial in on what that is so that because that's where we're going to have an impact on people. And there's a real care, right? With passion, there's like a deep care in there somewhere. I'm passionate because I care about something, right? Yeah. I care about bringing this information and connecting with you guys and teaching you some of the things that have made me successful because I want you to be successful too, right? I care and I'm passionate about yoga and wellness because I know what it's done for me. I've seen it help lift me out of a depression I've seen it help me manage my anxiety, my stress, um, have me feel good in my body, allow me to, to connect deeper with myself. I want that for other people. So what you're passionate about is really important because those things that I care about that have, have had a very personal and direct impact on my life, I can speak to authentically. And um, that passion gives me the desire to continue to share and to continue to figure out ways to bring this work into the world. Right. And so leading with your passion in that sense, in a business sense, I think is very important because 
you want to make sure that you have fuel for the long run. You know, being an entrepreneur and being a business owner, it's not for the faint of heart and it's not for, it's not a sprint. It is absolutely a marathon. It is absolutely a long-term game. And the only way you're going to be able to run for a marathon is if you have the right fuel. And if you ain't got passion in your gas tank, you ain't going far. That's all yeah. I got to say. Yeah. So, um, yes, embrace your passion a lot to fuel you. Let's see if we have any other questions. Um, Mel says, thank you, ladies. I got to run, but I always love when I can reach these, even when just for a few minutes. Y'all are so insightful and amazing. Thank you, Mel. I would love to join the DYT program. Listen, that's another place you can invest. And uh, Jennifer is on here. Mel's on here. They both are mentees of mine from the past uh, rounds. Look, the Decolonize Your Teaching Mentorship Program is a whole... It's, it's all of this in so much more depth and with a workbook, you know, to sort through these ideas and with a community of like-minded women of color that are in this community, in this space, all working towards the same goal. So we're now in our new cohort. The next round of applications opens up May 15th. It's a six-week mentorship program. Um, it's an amazing experience for women of color worldwide who are in the wellness industry, whether you're a coach, whether you're a yoga teacher, a mental health therapist, anybody in the wellness industry. And we go through each of these modules and each of these pieces that really show you how to build foundation, how to build your brand set up for longevity, set up for impact and income, right? Not just income, impact, which is to me always the most important thing. And when you're coming from that place of passion and moving from passion, the profit will always follow the passion. That is my true, I, I firmly believe that. Yeah. Once you're taking you steps, said, right? Once said, you're, um, you're not just passionate yeah. and not doing anything, you're passionate and you're moving. Okay, let's yeah. get it clear. Yeah, 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 yeah. So if I you, love how you said passion is, um, oh, I just lost it. Fuel? Mm-mm. Um, follows That profit follows passion. Um, it's gone. Okay, we're not gonna chase it. I just wanna, you know, we are talking about intuition. So a couple of things you can do. I mean, I a lot of you are on here. You're you're dialed into your intuition. Um, and then for some of us listeners, intuition is like, oh, okay. I you guys gave me definitions of what's the difference between a thought and an intuition. And some things I thought maybe tips. We always usually do yeah. tips. Tips to do to to follow your intuition. So one thing is very simple uh, is to go to the bathroom when you have to go to the bathroom. I know that sounds very weird. But, um, I love that. <laughs> from, you know, zero to whatever, you had a diaper on and you went. You didn't, you went, you didn't ask permission. And then we got into schools and you were told when to go, when not to go. Uh, in business meetings, you have to hold it. So if you, in this time, during this time, listen to your body. When you have to go to the bathroom, Excuse yourself, because what that starts to do is it starts to regulate your system to say, oh, she's listening. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's listening. Mm-hmm. So um, just like little things. If your I body says drink water, we want it. but the bathroom is a big thing because we've been so conditioned to wait and to hold it. Hold it. Mm-hmm. Not right now. And then we do that with ideas. And then, because intuition, mm-hmm. the other thing about intuition is that when it comes, it's really moment-based. So if you get the intuition at two o'clock, like y'all say, I'm hyped, I'm pumped right now, but you don't do anything till eight o'clock, the energy is completely different. So You're up here right now. Yeah, intuition makes, you have to, in the moment, 
intuition does not wait. I mean, it's constant. It's always there for you. So when you do little things like start, if you have to go to the bathroom, I don't care who you're talking to, what you're doing, excuse yourself. Start giving yourself that power. I love that, Nicole. Over your body. Ugh, that's so good. And so that doesn't mean that at 2 o'clock I get this intuition. At, at, at I'm posting about it at 2.15 or like, it means that write it down, you know, take some time with it, flesh it out. Talk with somebody else about it if you feel like it. For me, I keep a lot of those ideas to myself until I know that it's fleshed out enough or that I'm, you know, or, or I don't even share them with nobody. But when you get that intuition, take some time, write it down so you can come back to it, okay? That's really important. You have to, or else, or else it'll, you just, it's like bathroom, you know? It's I just, love that, Nicole. That's so good. To, so that's just one way. The other thing is, if you can, just start to keep a journal or awareness of when you feel most. Like, when is your energy? Some people are morning people. Some people are this. And then what things kind of open you up? So showers, spiritual baths. Start keeping a list of what, where you feel open. Yes. I feel open when I take walks. I feel open when I ride my bike. Just start really, really, because when you notice them and then you, like, write them down, you, too, are sending the message to the universe, hey, this is a safe place to come reach me. I, and then you start telling your brain. When you write things down and you say, I really get open when I go on walks, then your brain hears that. And when you go on walks, it will shut shit out because you told it when I go on walks because I love to hike. And I'm very, very like when I hike, I'm there. Yeah, yeah. So your brain starts to say, oh, hey, y'all. And it tells the other parts, shut it the fuck down because this is when Nicole hikes and this is when she's open. I you love can it. train your brain. So Woo. again. Yeah, go to the bathroom when you need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> We're taking it start back. small. Yeah, and then, you know, again, start telling your brain, you know, hey, you know what, between the hours, my, my, my beautiful hours are between 7 and 8. And if you repeat that and repeat that and repeat that and repeat that, your brain and body will acclimate. I love that, Nicole. That's gold, man. That's gold. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take one more question and then we will hop off. Um... How do you organize your time? Uh, I'm struggling with all this extra time I have. <laughs> yeah, so I can tell you some examples of how I organize my time, and maybe that is helpful for you. So I usually organize my time in, in, one, of, in one of the following ways, either by, my, by truly by my mood. So, and I know that we don't all have the luxury to do this, right? This is just one of the benefits of being able to work from home and having my own business. But if you are at home right now with time and you can kind of dictate how you spend your time, one of the ways I organize my time is truly based on how I feel. So if I'm tired, I'm not going to try to take on the most difficult task um, on my to-do list. I'm actually going to rest first. And then when I get up, okay, what feels like the next best thing to do? So one of those ways is to move about it intuitively, right? Based on how tuning in, what do I feel? What do I need? Where am I at? And move from that place. The benefit of moving in that space is just that you're giving yourself what you need, right? In that given time. And when you do that, I find that a lot of times um, when we do that, it gives us the fuel or the energy or whatever that we need to take on the other things when the energy, yes. when the energy does shift. Okay. Yeah. Another way that I organize my time is I write a weekly to-do list. So every week I write a to-do list for the entire week, not just for the day. And then I organize the tasks 
you know, I put the tasks every day and I know what are the most important ones for each day. So another way to organize your time in a day is to figure out what is the most important thing that needs to get done today and start with the thing that is the most important. Um, you can also start by the thing that's most desirable. So maybe you have a to-do list and there's shit that you really don't want to do on there. Do the thing that is actually something that you're excited about doing or semi-excited about doing. And then that'll build up your energy, like build it, you know, you'll be vibrating a little bit higher to then move on to the next thing. Cause you'll feel good that you accomplished something and then you'll be ready to tackle something else. Um, those are a couple of the ways, Nicole, do you have anything on that? I think you're, I think you're spot on. I think, um, sometimes just setting the time or two. Yes. So I know that I'm really good. My favorite time of day is it's very small, it's very small window is between two and four. I don't know what it is about too far. I don't know if it's like a memory from childhood that like after school, I was left alone. It's probably it. But between now that I'm thinking about it, I love between two and four. So um, I'm a person who likes to get a bunch of stuff done. So I can, by two to four, I can just chill. I can just chill and, and have fun or do, you know, do fun stuff. Uh, I love that. So yeah, schedule, like thinking about a particular time of day that you want to enjoy and maybe that being the reward for the other things yeah, that, yeah, that you do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. So there's a few different ways to go about it. Um, you know, and I, I, I always, I'm a fan of like, when in doubt, be still, you know, when in doubt, sometimes the best thing to do is just to do nothing and then you can figure it out from there. So, um, and if you're and if you not, can't do that, which people struggle with, yeah. Very real people, I mean, that really are really struggling, like you said, extra time. Um, be productive. Go clean that closet. Go organize, you know, the shoes. Get ready your smoke float. You know, a little spring cleaning, right? It, it just, to me, I think that's, that's a healthy distraction because you benefit from it. <laughs> yeah, it is a healthy distraction. It is. Or look, up, okay. a, look up a recipe. You know, I love Pinterest. Yeah. So I, I'll scroll on Pinterest and get inspired to cook something. I told y'all about that butter and a squash fettuccine this morning. I got, you know, I picked that up off of Pinterest. Um, you know, go see where you get inspired. You know, go go get inspired by something. Go, you know, something like that. And I got some, um, if you're not yet a, a member of the online yoga studio, you need to go make that happen. Um, I have, you got to, right, yeah, like, you got to make it happen. Um we got classes, workshops, all kind of cool stuff. I'm going to have a, a recipe list in there too of different plant-based recipes that you can follow that I, that are tested and approved by yours truly. Um, and a lot of cool stuff in there too. So I also encourage you maybe to, 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 when we talked earlier about being in those spaces and being in those circles of the people that are inspiring you or that you feel really good in, spend some time, you know, download somebody's freebie, take somebody's class you know, engage with some of their content, read a blog post. I don't know, immerse yourself in some of those spaces that you feel inspired by. And that's another way that you can use your time. Um, Jennifer says it's the best moment to listen to your intuition, but stay at home. Listen, stay your ass at home. Um, Nubian Rose, I cannot wait. Yeah, I cannot wait till April 15th. She is um, enrolled as a member. I'm very excited. It's going to be lit, y'all. Y'all know. If you don't know, now you know. I put a high level of quality behind everything that I do. And trust me, it's going to be good. So um, you can check out all the stuff we have going on in our bio link or just go to afroyoga.org. We thank you for being here next week. Thank we you, are going you, to you. be talking about the next phase of this conversation, which is where we'll get into 
creativity. So we're going to talk more specifically about brand building, visual brand identity. What does that even mean? Why is it important to have a visual brand identity? And so on. We'll be continuing the wellness entrepreneurship series this month for Decolonize Your Teaching. We love you. We thank you. We did it. It's, it's, it's done. Yeah. It's done. It got it's done. done. All right. I appreciate you. We appreciate you guys. Love you so much. Enjoy. See you next week. Don't get too busy out there. Yeah. Remember that amidst it all, still take some time to rest. Please, please, please. Okay. Yes, yes. Next week, same time. Yes. Next week, every Wednesday, 10 a.m. PST. We'll see you on live. And if you yes. want to catch this episode replay, the Afro Yoga podcast is where it's at. Anywhere you stream podcasts, you can catch it. Um, and the previous episodes if you want to catch up on those. Peace!